Hey y'all, I'm Sheridan Elliott, and welcome to Under the Influence. I want to start out today's episode by telling my amazing husband, happy birthday. I love you so much, and I am just so grateful that you were born. That little moment changed my life forever, and I am so grateful for you. Happy birthday, babe. I love you. I hope you have the best day ever. Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited about today because this is my first guest speaker on the podcast and I'm hoping to get some more guests along the way, but I'm so excited about this guest because it is my twin sister. I'm just so excited for everyone to get to know her, hear her story, and just see how God is so unique in our own stories and our own testimonies because You've obviously been hearing mine along the way with this podcast, but I really want to just elaborate on your story is important and your story has to be told. And so without further ado, I want to welcome my sister to the podcast, Miss Sierra Emerson. Hey, Sierra. Hey. I wish people could see us because then they would really know. know that we were twins. And I think it's going to freak some people out just for the fact that we sound very similar. So people are probably going to be like, was that her or was that you? (laughs) So the goal today is for me to not talk too much, but just kind of play back and forth with our conversations and just kind of let God really direct you in what that looks like. So I want to start out with give us give some of the listeners just a little bit about you. Let them know who you are, what you're about, what you do, um, where your life's going. Just give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name is Sierra Emerson. I reside in the Hill Country of Texas. I own and operate a salon suite within myself. Um, That's another story we'll get into here in a second. Um, I used to be a salon owner and God led me into being a suite owner, which means I operate by myself. Um, I also am a wife to a professional rodeo athlete, and we don't have any children, but I love being an aunt, and we have lots of animals. Um, Another skill and job that I have is I'm a marketing manager for my husband, and I run like all of his marketing sponsorships and um, social media, so I stay very busy. (laughs) Yes, very busy. Trying to coordinate our schedules sometimes is like scheduling a business meeting. And so I'm really excited that we actually got our schedules together to make this podcast work um, because we know life is just so hectic for y'all. So um, I want to talk about what's coming up with y'all for the next few weeks. Um, Let us know where people can find you, follow you, um, keep up with your life. And then I really want to start digging deep. Yeah. So the end of the year, the last um, Q4, as what I like to call it, is going, is really hectic for our lifestyles. Um, not only as a hairdresser with Thanksgiving and Christmas being the busy time of year for myself, but also with managing my husband's like marketing and being what I call his agent. Um, we are about to enter into the National Finals Rodeo, which is the Super Bowl of Rodeo, which is held in Las Vegas, Nevada for two weeks in December. And so we're about to head out that way. And it's a really fun time of year, but it's really hectic and it's really busy. And there's lots of irons in the fire and you're trying to have fun, but it's also a job. 
And so we are entering, I feel like I am bracing for an exciting season um, with being a hairstylist and a marketing agent, and then also throw in Christmas with traveling and things like that. So the next five weeks are going to be pretty, I would say intense, but also a joyful and exciting season in our life that won't always be this way. And so I'm just trying to soak up everything that we have going on as far as like being able to keep up with all the, um, chaos (laughs) that's about to happen. I am on Instagram and my handle is miss Sierra Emerson, M R S S I E R R A M E M E R S O N. And so you can keep up with me there. Um, if you want to follow along with my husband's crazy story, he is in my bio as well. <laughs> That's awesome. And I personally like to follow you during the NFR because we all know you are super fashionable and you're just really good with honing in on that talent that God gave you as well. I obviously know your story. We grew up in the same house with the same parents and we truly have come a long way. I don't know if a lot of people even know this, but you and I really didn't even used to like each other. And I know that sounds terrible. That sounds so bad. But I know that you'll laugh with it too, because you could probably agree as well. So take us back to little Sierra and where it transpired into your life now. Yeah, no, it's actually really, uh, it's truly is a God thing that we are even communicating on this podcast. If people even really knew our full story, they would be like, wow, this is a testament in itself of how humbling and amazing God is. But go back to little Sierra. Um, you know, she was a, a warrior. Um, and the reason I say that is because I looked up to really um, independent uh, fighter type women. Like one of my um inspirations and someone that I really inspired to be like was like Annie Oakley. Um, We grew up in like the Western industry. And so that was just someone that I inspired to be. I thought she was so inspiring for how strong will she was, how no one messed with her, how she got things done, but yet how she held her own in a man's world. And so growing up in the same household that you grew up in, it's funny how our perspectives of our childhood were shifted, even though we were in the same environment, things that we took from that, um, those life moments was totally different. And sadly, one of the things that I did learn is that in order to get things done, I had to rely on myself. And um, I'll, I'll start with um, pre 2020 Sierra, because the person that I was pre 2020 is different than the person I am now. So when I'm speaking Right now, I'm speaking pre-2020. And so that little girl learned that I couldn't rely on people, that in order to get things done, I had to do them myself. I also told myself, which was very prideful, that I, I could not do anything with anybody. And so in order to get to the top, it had to be me. And I learned... And what I observed was I thought that money brought happiness. And so I swore to myself as a little girl that I would never rely on a man. I would never rely on anyone else that I was going to be able to provide for myself. And uh, fast forward, um, very became a very high achieving uh, entrepreneur 
um, had very high goals. Even growing up as a little kid, I, I couldn't appreciate the qualities that you had because I was so worried about missing out or being scared that I was not doing as good as I need to be doing. I was comparing myself to other people instead of like focusing on what gifts and skills I had. And so I think that's where some of our tension came from as children was we got compared a lot by other people, but we were doing it. Yeah. We were being compared by other people, but then in return, we were comparing ourselves to each other. And so in return, yeah, so it was like, man, I'm happy for her, but only if I'm doing better. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's funny you say that. I remember in high school, people would come up to us and say, hey, who's the better goat tire or who's the better breakaway roper? And you're like, why does it matter? Yeah. I am me, you are you, and we both have our individual gifts, but because we were a twin, we were automatically being compared to each other instead of being seen as our own unique person. And you are right. We started to do that to ourselves internally, which then caused competition, conflict of instead of seeing you for you and me for me, it was like this internal competition. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I I think that those are, it's crazy how the devil steals things that God intended for good. And so instead of you know, honing in on, man, my sister has these great qualities and appreciate and loving you for who you are. It was constantly like, well, I need to be like that. Or she needs to be like me because everyone else, the world tells us that we're supposed to be the same and we're not being. And so something's wrong with me or something's wrong Mm -hmm. with you. And so I think that that internal dialogue and we didn't have the skills that we have now turned into a lot of resentment and anger and frustration and it was like man the world says we're supposed to be best friends and I can't stand this person yeah um (laughs) what is wrong with me like if she was made in the same womb at the same time and I can't stand her what is wrong with her or what is wrong with me and so I think for the longest time um that was just really hard um I'm so thankful for the relationship that we have now. And I'll be completely honest. I used to think that you were the problem. (laughs) And now (laughs) I'm like, man, humbly, I was like, man, I had a big role to play in that. Um, Also. And so, well, and so did I, I mean, but that, I think that's part of the growth too, is you start to recognize that there might be things in you that you need to change. And I can remember that Christmas where we finally looked at each other and we said, Hey, we're actually agreeing on this, but we're seeing it in two totally different ways. And that's okay. Because even our life's career paths went totally different. You know, I knew at a very early age, I was like, I'm going to get married. I want to be a mom. I want to stay home. And you were like, I want to go out on the road. I want to travel. I want to marry a cowboy and I want to, you know, have this elaborate lifestyle for myself and girl, you have done it. And I am so proud of you. But I think just even the differences that we viewed ourselves was competitive as well. Mm -hmm. And it was like the way that you live your life 
honoring God and honoring what the goals you had for yourself was just as admirable as me doing what God called for my life as well. Even when the world was still going, well, why don't you have kids yet? Or why don't you have a career Sheridan? Because I didn't, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, speaking to that, like little Sierra, um, she learned to be essentially tough um, as far as like, not really allowing people to come in, not allowing herself to be vulnerable um, because I had told myself in order to, you know, be what I thought was successful, that was independent. And um, honestly, it just in uh, one word is independent. Um, And so, I mean, the reason I say who I was pre 2020 was because I really was an advocate for like, I can do this. You can say, if you can set your mind to anything, you can do it. Write down goals. You can do it. You're a source, no excuses, get it done. White knuckle yourself to success. And I'm not going to tell you that that is not possible because I am a, example that it is possible to do things all on your own with no help, including God. So fast forward to 20, and and I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm just saying that sadly it is possible, but it is a painful trail. Um, Right. And wouldn't you say that even though you were able to what I want to call like the me phase, right? Like it was all about me. I can do this. I can grind it out. I can get to the top. Wouldn't you say that there also was like a lot of stress and um, I don't know, just kind of not a struggle, but there was a lot of pressure on yourself because you were doing it on your own instead of getting your, your source from God. Would, would you agree? Oh no, a thousand percent. And the reason I say yeah. that I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not possible to be successful without God, the problem is, is it's painful and it's hard. And I pre 2020 was an advocate for you can, you can do whatever you set your mind to do. No one's holding you back, but yourself, um, hustle, 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 um, write down goals and do them and you against the world. Well, 2020 it truly was me against the world. I had told myself that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, as a little girl, I decided that I wanted to do hair. Um, there were so many things that I liked about the hair industry. One, I enjoyed how you could be your own boss. You could set your own hours. You got to make people feel pretty and special. And you kind of got to love on people while they were in your chair. I mean, if anybody's ever had their hair done by a hairdresser that they love, they understand this experience. It's more than just getting your hair done. It truly is like building connections and friendships with people. And I had done that. And I had told myself like, this is a great career path because I can be my own boss. I can determine my own hours and I can make a great living. And the world standards, the hair industry had never been affected by the economy. 
Um, right. The economy crashed in 2008, did not affect the hair industry. Um, some things shifted in 2011, did not affect the hair industry. There's only been one thing in the entire existence of the hair industry that has ever affected it, and it was the pandemic in 2020 with COVID. So pre-COVID, mm-hmm. I had told myself this is a very successful um, industry because I'll always have a job. It's a trade. Everyone gets their hair done. People might not have money, but getting their hair done makes them feel better. And so even when the economy crashed, people were still getting their hair done. I do believe that what the, the devil uses to hurt us, God can use for glory. And that is what happened in the pandemic for me. Um, it was mid-March of 2020. I was into my um, six-figure uh, year business. I was thriving. I knew every day I was going to make money that I was behind the chair. I never struggled about where I thought that next week was going to look like because it was already booked. I stayed a consistent six to eight weeks booked out. And so I felt, I felt very secure in what I thought brought security, and that was money. And I thought that if I could make enough money that I would feel secure in the world, that it could supply all your problems. And when the pandemic hit and they, I got a phone call from uh, the city of Marble Falls saying that I had until midnight before I had to close my doors for two weeks. That phone call came in at 430 on a Thursday. And so I called all my clients on that Friday and said, hey, I have till midnight to do your hair today. Otherwise, we have to wait two weeks. And some of them came and I was actually at the salon until 1145 that day trying to get everybody in. Wow. Yeah. Um, so at first I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to have a two week vacation. No big deal. <laughs> um, they said, we all thought that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I've never taken two weeks off. I'm just going to get to like take a couple weeks off. I'll move all those clients that I had and I'll come in on, um, at the time I wasn't, um, at the time I was working Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. So I thought, okay, that'll be fine. I'll work Saturdays and Mondays to get those two weeks in and we'll be rocking and rolling. Well, after two weeks and they had extended to another week and another week and another week, I started to get angry and I was very angry. And I was like, I went from making six figures to absolutely zero in five hours. And... Mm -hmm. It was the first time in my life that I felt like I did not have control over a situation because anytime something had ever happened in the past, it was like, I'm a fixer. I'm a problem solver. I'm a high achieving person. I can figure out how to navigate to plan C if I need to. This was the first time that I really felt like trapped and I felt frustrated. And I remember people like you and mom and even a couple of close friends that were like, God always provides. And truthfully, that statement just irked me because I was like, okay, well, how is God providing? What is he going to do? Like throw money out of the air because I'm not making a dime for anybody that doesn't understand rodeo. My husband went from making money and rodeos were shut down for a whole year. And so his income went from a nice 
um, you know, payment to zero as well. So we both went from making comfortable paychecks to absolutely zero. I was honestly frustrated. Which is scary. And it was very scary. Yeah. And then coming from, I can do this, I can do this to now I have no control over this. Yeah. I can see how that made you angry. Um, I'm ready to hear the rest of this. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, so I can get long-winded, so I'll try not to get every little detail of the story. But essentially, I was angry. Anytime someone said, oh, God always provides, it honestly infuriated me because I had not really experienced co-laboring with God because my whole life, it was like I almost just drug along God with my ideas, but I was definitely leading the train. Where this was the first time in my life, it was like, I'm going to have to co-labor with God. And to be completely honest, I didn't trust him because I had never allowed the reins to be given out of my hands. And so when someone would say things like, oh, trust God, he always provides, you're going to make it. It just, it, 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 honestly, I was very angry. So those two weeks turned into 15 weeks. And I can remember every time that Governor Abbott would um, extend hair salons, um, I just got more raged. And I wish I could say in those 15 weeks that I learned to appreciate that time off. I learned to appreciate like time with family, um, but I did not. The whole time I was so like figuring out how to fix the problem. And I spent so much time being angry at the state officials and our county officials. I even called an attorney to see what would happen if I just opened my doors. Um, It was just a really hard season. And so I wish I could say that that's where I learned, (laughs) but I didn't. Uh, Sometimes we have to go around the block a few times. uh, You know, sometimes too, we don't necessarily... um, look at things until we're out of the forest, right? They always say you can't see the forest because of the trees. And once you're out of it and on the other side and you can take a moment and a deep breath and look at what God pulled you through, then we have a little bit more perspective. But when we're in the thick of it, it is hard. And it's, it, we do want to go, okay, why God is this happening to me? But instead we can then focus on instead of why is this happening to me? It's how are you preparing me? Right. And I want to talk about where do you feel like that mentally shifted for you from why is this happening to me? How can I fix this to, okay, God, you've got this and I'm going to trust you to take care of my family. Yeah. So it wasn't even that whole year to be completely transparent. It was like, man, if I can just get myself back behind the chair I can make this, I can make up the money that I missed out on. And so that's what I kept telling myself. As soon as I can get back behind the chair, I can fix this. I can do this. And it wasn't until um, this year of 2023 that really I had that shift in mentality. Um, I started working with a life coach just because I like growth. And little did I know that my mind and my relationship with Christ would shift from I can do all things by myself to I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And so um, I, I did miss out on a really neat detail that I o- totally overlooked 
during the pandemic. And I remember telling my husband, what is money just going to fall out of thin air and pay our bills? And that actually did happen. I had, and at the time, I didn't see it as a blessing. I was so tunnel visioned and upset. Um, I did have a client reach out to me and ask me how much my bills were at the salon because she wanted to pay those bills. And at first I told her no. And I actually did tell her no. And looking back, I feel like something, some, sometimes people are like asking for blessings and we're asking for things, but we stop those blessings by telling ourselves no because of our pride. My pride mm-hmm. almost stopped that blessing because I was like, I don't need help. I don't want your handout. Like, I will figure it out. Thank you very much. And she was like, no, I want to do this. I still have my job and I want to help you. And so she paid the bills. She paid, my landlord did not give me a break, which I was angry about, but all my, (laughs) all my bills got paid for the 15 weeks that, um, I was out. And like I said, in that time, I couldn't even give God credit for that. Um, because I was so prideful that like, oh, that was my relationship with that client that got me that. And so when I got this life coach this year, um, I honestly, truthfully, our very first call said, I'm just here for growth. And she's like, well, you know, what do you need to grow on? And I honestly said, I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, so I'm not really sure what I need to do. Um, I'm just here because I want to do better. And little did I can laugh at that because now I feel like I'm just a completely different person. And so now, you know, I ask, I I co-labor with Christ instead of relying solely on myself, you know, things like Jesus literally said, you know, the world tells you believe in yourself, but Jesus says, believe in me. Um, Right. You know, the world says, live in your truth, but Jesus says, I am the truth. And the world says, you know, as long as you are happy, you know, that's all that matters and you rely on yourself. But Jesus says that he will profit a man and he will, if he gains the world, that he loses his soul. And that really hit me. And so when my life coach asked me a very simple question, I was embarrassed. She said, if you lost everything, is God enough? And as someone that felt like they had lost everything in 2020, when she asked me that question, I said, my humble answer is no. Because I had never relied on God. I didn't really have a relationship with him. I grew up in church. I knew all the good girl things, you know, pray, you know, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, Jesus. Things, but I didn't really know those things. And so when I was humbly asked that question and my answer was no, I knew that my perspective of life was wrong. Right. You know, we have a purpose and we have a calling. And for the longest time, I thought those were the same thing. You know, our purpose, our purpose on earth is to bring people to Christ. 
to love him on this earth and to show Christ to other people. You know, that that's really what God intended earth to be. We were supposed to like be in the garden and he was providing food and sun and water and all the things like we were just supposed to be here and worship and live. That's our purpose in life. And your calling are things that you do, you know, being a, being a wife, being a mother, being a hairstylist, being a podcast host. And for so long, I thought that my calling and my purpose were the same thing and they're not. Your purpose is to show people Christ through your calling. So, you know, by you having this podcast, you're, you're taking your calling that God led to your heart to show people Jesus. I now do that as a hair hairstylist with people in my chair. Well, you know, when people see us, like, do they know Jesus? Do they see Jesus in us? And where I think people that knew me and that I've still gotten to know me now can see a shift because I used to be very codependent on myself and now I co-labor with Christ. Well, and I think that that also knowing you personally, you have actually started to rest and see a lot of people don't realize because we all, a lot of Americans are taught like hustle, grind, work for your top, you know, where Jesus says, I am your rest. And when we start to see him as our source and he's our source for everything, like your jobs can change, your, your situations can change, but he will always be your source. And even though COVID completely shut down what you were calling your source, he was still providing for you because he is your source. And it took a really abrupt moment of your life to change that. But isn't it cool that that's how God can work in our lives too. And I'm so thankful that he does that not just for you and not just for me, but for everyone when we can actually slow down and find rest in him. And knowing you personally, you went from working five days a week to four days a week to now you're three days a week. Mm -hmm. And if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this might be some of your best years yet. And you're working less. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're, you are correct. And so, you know, when people would say like, God is your source, I used to be like, okay, again, oh, he's just going to drop money out of the sky. So, and, and he does, but he uses people. And so like God is our source and people are our resource. So here I was thinking that I was providing for myself with my skills and my ability. And really God gave me those skills to attract people to provide for, you know, certain things. But I was so thinking that the more I hustled, the more I made. And God was like, man, I'm just waiting for you to let go of the steering wheel where I can show you an easier way. But I was so like white knuckled on thinking that if I made more money, that more security would come. And all that actually happened was the more money I made, the more stressed I was and the less time I was living. Mm -hmm. And so not only did the pandemic teach me that God will provide, 
it also showed me at how much I wasn't living and how much I was just working. And so once I got things leveled back out, I did cut back to four days a week in uh, 2021 and 2022. And then this year in 2023, I told God that no amount of money is worth my peace. And I said, you know what, if God, if that means that I take a pay cut, then that's okay because my, my bills are provided and things like that. And I told God, like, you know, I'm not, I like the lifestyle that I live, but no amount of money is worth my peace. And I feel like Uh somebody needs to hear that because I did not understand that because I thought more money meant more peace. And that wasn't the truth that peace comes from Christ and he is our rest. And so long story short, I cut back to three days a week and I am projected to make the same amount of money that I did last year with working 52 less days in 2023. And that's only from letting go of the reins and surrendering my job and surrendering that money is not my security that if I lost it all is God enough. Yeah, that is so powerful. And even thinking about, you know, it says to not have anything above God, that God should be our ultimate number one priority. But how many of us, it may not even just be hair salons, right? It may not even just be your clients. It may not even be money. It can be your kids. It can be your husband. It can be your health. It can be so many other things that we start to put ahead of God and we create that as an idol thinking that it is what is going to provide you the comfort and the peace and the security, like you said, but ultimately it's not. And you had mentioned earlier too, that you grew up in church, but so many people don't realize that knowing about God is not knowing God. And I can know about somebody, but that doesn't mean I know them. And when we slow down long enough to get to know our Heavenly Father on a personal level, He wants to bless you. And our pastor has always said that it's not on the giving end, it's on the receiving end. And so slowing down long enough to know that He is trustworthy, He is your provider, He is your source, takes healing takes perspective, sometimes takes a slap in the face of a COVID pandemic year. And it may not be that for other people. It could be, you know, a, um, a really bad report, or it could be a really bad situation that God can use to say, Hey, I'm right here. Just please slow down and get to know me. And I can tell you from an outside perspective, also being your sister, But being your friend now, I am really proud of you. And I'm going to (laughs) cry, but I'm extremely proud of you. And I'm so thankful for the relationship that God has healed us on. And 
taking us on this journey of really getting to know why we did some of the things we did and how we hurt each other and how we could grow with each other because it's been so beneficial um, for our relationship, for my growth with Jesus. And I know seeing your growth through those years that were really, really hard to watch, but I'm so proud of you that you were on the other side. And I needed you on this podcast because someone needed to hear your story. I knew that it would be be relatable to somebody that there is a girl out there that is trying to stick it to the man and think that she can do it. And you're right, you can, but it's painful. And when you slow down and truly change your perspective from I can do this to I can do all things through Christ, it makes a difference. Is there any last word that you would love to let the listeners know and um, just kind of give them a little bit of a, a little end pep talk? Yeah, I, I I don't know if this is necessarily a pep talk, but I just feel like this is something that I need to say that I, I was very prideful. I, um, I could remember saying things like, I don't need a man. I just want a man. And I think that's where I struggled with my relationship with Christ. Also, not just like in relationship figures, but, you know, until my pride got hit, did I realize that God's like, no, you do need me. You do need to let your husband lead. You do need to rely on me as your source and you and people in your life as your resource. And the only reason I say that is because I feel like there's so many women out there that are like, oh, I'm the boss, babe. I'm independent and I pay for my own things. And yeah, those are all great things. And I'm not change, I'm not saying change the car because God wired you to be the way that you are, to be a leader, to be, you know, a entrepreneur to show God's kingdom. But when the fuel is wrong, that's where the car can be destructive. And so I just want to encourage an independent boss babe woman that is listening to this. That's like, I own businesses and I um, honestly don't need a man. I want a man. I just pray that you can open up your heart to how ignorant and prideful that is and that it is okay to be a business owner and it's okay to keep the car that God gave you as a person, but just to check the fuel that's fueling that because success, if you think that success is going to bring you happiness, if it all got taken away, would God be enough? And if your answer is no, then you just need to check your fuel. Wow. Man, that was good. If it all got taken away, would God be enough? Guys, that is just, that is a whole nother podcast. In itself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, that is a whole, that's a whole nother podcast in itself. 
But it's so true. And and I think about Job, you know, Job, a lot of things got taken away from him, but God was still the center. And when things aren't going your way, that's when you can really start to look up and you have to really trust God with the process. It's not just in the mountain tops, but it's also in the valley. And, and that's where growth is built. Yeah. And, you know, one one last thing is, you know, I after I started doing my healing, I was like, Lord, I love who I am. I don't I don't want to be different as far as like I love Sierra. I love that she enjoys leading and owning a business. And I love working. I truly enjoy working. So it was like, God, why am I why am I wired like this if if it is wrong. And that is when I was told about Deborah. And I encourage any independent entrepreneuring boss babe woman to look Deborah in the Bible because Deborah was a female judge and she was sought out from men as a leader because I was like, God, if I'm just supposed to be like a housewife and homeschool kids, which is great for a lot of people. But it's like, that doesn't sound appealing to me. I want to be a leader and I want to be a, a boss. or I want to own businesses. So Lord, if that's not what I'm supposed to be doing, then why do I desire this? And he was like, look up Deborah. And Deborah was a leader. Men sought her approval because she was God fearing and was called to do those things. And so I just want to encourage any woman that like, you're not wrong for being that type of car. Just check your fuel. Yes. And you, you described me on the homemaker, want to, want to homeschool your kids. And I think that that is so okay too, because we were created to be unique. We were created to have our own paths. And with us being twins, that also instilled in us too. Of, okay, God, how did you make me unique? How did you mm-hmm. create me? And what is my path? Like, who is Sheridan? And who is Sierra? And it doesn't have to look the same. And No. And what is and, good for uh, one person might not be good for another. And I have always been so envious of what a great, wife, mom, home. I feel like when I think of you, Sheridan, and just what a great home space you bring, that's something that I still struggled with until I learned about Deborah. Because it was like, Lord, why do I not enjoy cooking for my family? Why do I not enjoy cleaning for my family? Gosh, if the Proverbs 31 woman did it, why do I not enjoy it? And... Mm -hmm when I was introduced to Deborah, it was like, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. The devil is just trying to kill what God has instilled in me and make me think that it's bad because what is good for you is not, was not what my calling is. And my, my purpose is to have godly businesses and show people Jesus through being a business owner and mm-hmm. some that might be homeschooling your children and being an amazing housewife. And if that is what God has called you to be, that is amazing. 
I just know that that is not what God has called me to be. And for a long time, I thought that there was something wrong with me because I did not desire those things. And so Mm -hmm. I just want someone to know that just because your friend or other people might be doing something that you are uniquely made in God's image and he has a purpose for your desires. I've always wanted to own businesses and I've always wanted to be, you know, independent. And God was like, yeah, those are great things, but let, let me do them with you. And so I just encourage any independent woman that wants to be a quote unquote boss babe that maybe put your pride aside and realize that God wants to co-labor with you and you have the Deborah spirit and don't let the devil steal it. Right. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Don't let the devil steal it. You know, with that note, I just want to wrap up and say thank you so much for getting on. Thank you for being you Thank you for letting God work in you the last few years. It has been so inspiring to watch. It was painful at times to watch, but seeing you go through that and then come out so much better on the other side and now helping other women who may be going through that same thing because you've been there. So we can only help people as far as we have come and you have gone through it. So now you are able to help others who are in that same journey as you. And it's really cool to see guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And I just want to thank you for hopping on. I love you so much, sis. Can't wait to talk to you here in just a little (laughs) bit. And um, I just want to say thank you again. You can follow her on Instagram at Mrs. Sierra Emerson. That's M R S S I E R R A E M E R S O N. And I promise you, you will get lots of cool tips, tricks, fashion. I promise you will absolutely love following her. It's really cool to see her journey, not just as her sister, but also her friend. And as always, I love you guys. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please share this with your friends, your family, and any form of social media. And do not forget to subscribe. I'm so pumped about this, guys. Let's do this together.